1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500 Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts.
2: The FDA clears the way for a second coronavirus vaccine as the blitz to vaccinate healthcare workers is underway. A new report finds Moderna's vaccine is highly effective and prevents severe COVID, meaning new doses could be shipped across the country as early as this week. On day two of vaccinations, thousands of healthcare workers roll up their sleeves for the Pfizer vaccine. Happy birthday. Tonight, Dr. Anthony Fauci says Joe Biden should get his shot as soon as possible. Plus the at-home coronavirus test that gives you results in 20 minutes. Major winter storm, more than 60 million in the path, stretching from Georgia to New England, with some areas seeing up to two and a half feet of snow. Could the weather disrupt vaccine distribution or delay holiday gift delivery? Breaking with the president, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell congratulates Joe Biden and Kamala Harris.
3: The Electoral College has spoken.
2: But President Trump still won't concede. Plus, what role the president-elect wants from Mayor Pete in his cabinet. Dire warning. More than a dozen states tell CBS News they don't have the money to handle COVID testing, contact tracing, or administering a vaccine. New body cam video in the case of Ahmaud Arbery, taken moments after his death. How it contradicts the story told by one of the men charged with Arbery's murder. Dramatic video as rescuers free a family from a submerged car. Plus, how a nine-year-old makes sense of the pandemic by watching the news.
4: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell
0: reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with another breakthrough in the fight against coronavirus. Tonight, the FDA says a second vaccine, this one from the drug company Moderna, is highly effective at stopping infections and preventing severe illness. That new shot is expected to be authorized for emergency use Friday, allowing Moderna to start shipping out 6 million doses as soon as this weekend. Distribution of Pfizer's vaccine is ramping up tonight, too. Hundreds of additional hospitals and clinics around the country began giving shots to doctors and nurses today dramatically expanding the nation's largest vaccination campaign ever. But there are concerns tonight about just how far that program can go without funding from Congress, which has still not been approved. And with the fierce snowstorm heading for the East Coast, shipments of the vaccines, along with Christmas presents, could be delayed. About the only thing the storm won't slow down is the spread of the virus. As we come on the air, about 1,200 hospitals say people are now getting sick so quickly they are running out of medical staff to treat them. There are now more than 110,000 COVID patients in the hospitals here in the U.S. By tomorrow, experts say thousands of them will most likely be dead. We've got a lot of new reporting for you and your family, and our team is covering it all. CBS's Mola Lenghi is going to lead off our coverage tonight from New York City. Good evening, Mola.
0: Well, good evening, Nora, here at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York, which just seven, eight months ago was overwhelmed with COVID patients. They just wrapped up vaccinating their first round of healthcare workers. This, as the uh, FDA were possibly days away, I should say, from having two authorized vaccines after the FDA review today signaled a strong endorsement. Tonight, a sign that vaccine reinforcements could be on the way. The FDA released new Moderna vaccine data ahead of the panel vote Thursday. The FDA says the vaccine overall is 94.5% effective. It's 100% effective in people 65 and older. Like the Pfizer vaccine, it's given in two doses, but Moderna's doses can be stored at normal refrigerator temperatures for 30 days. Six million doses could go out as soon as the FDA gives the green light.
3: We were kind of starting off with just a 50 percent requirement, and when we saw that particular number, it was like fantastic.
0: Oh. This as frontline healthcare workers at another 425 hospitals began getting their shots of the Pfizer vaccine, including Dr. Ramesh Gidwani. He and his fellow doctors and nurses at New York's Mount Sinai Hospital were overcome with emotion. Is it hard to believe we've gotten here so quickly? It is indeed remarkable. And it's a beautiful thing to see everyone's hopes realized, everyone's hard work rewarded.
2: Five vaccinations
3: done.
0: It was the same scene from Chicago to Houston. But the COVID death toll is mounting. With more than 110,000 people hospitalized, 76% of the nation's ICUs full. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom is preparing for a surge in deaths. 53-foot refrigerated
1: storage units are currently standing by now in counties and at hospitals. We just had to order 5,000 additional body bags.
0: In remembrance, bells at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. rang out. 300 times to remember the 300,000 Americans who have lost their lives to the virus. Some remember all too well, like Dr. Gidwani, who in the early days of the pandemic, kept a video diary of the daily emotional trauma.
3: What could we have done better? What could we have done different? Could we have saved another life? But today,
0: a new feeling, hope.
4: The hope is that this vaccine will finally extinguish this fire that's been raging
0: well health officials continue to stress that we are not yet in the clear that this virus continues to spread partly due to asymptomatic spread but some good news on that front from the fda today is they authorized a covid test that you can take at home receive results at home within 20 minutes all without a prescription and it's said to be 91 percent accurate even among asymptomatic cases Nora.
2: Wow, that could be a game changer, Mola Thank you. Tonight, more than 60 million Americans are bracing for a powerful nor'easter. The same system dumped snow across the central plains today, but the storm is going to intensify before it wallops the east. Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. All right, Lonnie, how bad is it going to get?
5: Well, it's going to get a lot worse than it is right now. You talk about the, you know the plains picking up a couple of inches. That storm system, as it moves from the plains to the northeast, once it bounces offshore, it's going to tap into all that Atlantic moisture, and that's when it blows up. But the question is this, North. Once it gets to the northeast, is it cold enough for this to be all snow, or will it be a little too warm and maybe some rain mixes in? Right now, the rain-snow line looks to set up right on top of New York City. So does New York City have a chance to see a foot of snow? they got a chance. But that rain mixes in, the numbers are going to be lower. And remember... This is a nor'easter. It sets up offshore, big northeast winds. So wherever snow is falling, it's the heavy wet snow. It's going to be, you know, made more problematic by the winds blowing. Some power outages are, are, are going to be a possibility. And the amount of snow is about 5 to 10 inches for the northeast cities, from New York City over towards Providence. Outside the cities, 10 to 16 inches. And portions of Pennsylvania, that's where you're going to find the big numbers. Two feet or more, I saw some indications, Nora, possibly 30 inches in parts of Pennsylvania. So that's the latest. Nora.
2: All right, Lonnie Quinn, thank you so much. Tonight, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is accepting the election result for the first time, publicly congratulating President-elect Joe Biden for his victory. Now, this is Mr. Biden campaigns in Georgia backing his party's bid to take control of the Senate from McConnell and Republicans. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe.
3: President-elect Joe Biden rallying Democrats in Georgia today after the Electoral College made his win official on Monday. I think all of you just taught Donald Trump a lesson. In this election... Georgia wasn't going to be bullied. For over five weeks, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell refused to acknowledge Mr. Biden as president-elect, staying silent as President Trump made baseless claims about voter fraud and pressured states to toss out their results. Today, McConnell gave in. The Electoral College has spoken. So today I want to congratulate President-elect Joe Biden. Just minutes after McConnell's statement, the president showed he hasn't moved on again tweeting falsely that there's evidence of voter fraud. But Senator Mitt Romney said top Republicans must now speak out against Mr. Trump.
0: We need to have people who are strong Trump supporters come out and say that as well, or or you're going to continue to have well, this country divided, which is pretty
3: dangerous. Mr. Biden told reporters this morning he and McConnell are now speaking and will be able to work together. We've always been stable one another. But the reality is the Senate Republican majority stands in the way of the Biden agenda. And that's what brought the president-elect to Georgia today. I need two senators from this state. I want to get something done. A win by Democrats John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock in January would give Democrats Senate control. And so Mr. Biden went after their Republican opponents, Senators Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue, for supporting the GOP legal fight that tried overturning the election results in Georgia and other battleground states. They fully embraced, nullifying nearly five Million Georgia votes. You might want to remember that come January 5th. Meanwhile, CBS News has learned that Mr. Biden is set to tap former rival Pete Buttigieg as transportation secretary. The 38 year old former Indiana mayor would be the first openly gay Senate confirmed cabinet official. Also tonight, Mr. Biden says he'll be vaccinated soon against COVID-19 and plans to do so publicly. As for the Biden inauguration, we know he'll be sworn in outside at the Capitol, but the usual inaugural parade here along Pennsylvania Avenue will be scaled back. Supporters are being asked to stay out of Washington and participate virtually. Nora.
2: Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Tonight, health officials in more than a dozen states tell CBS News they do not have enough money to effectively administer a COVID vaccine or to continue testing and contact tracing. They're pleading for billions from the federal government. More now from CBS's Nancy Cordes in our series Vaccinating America.
6: In this two-county swath of rural North Carolina, the money to fight COVID has all but run out. We have no indication of future funding um, past December 30th. Lisa Macon-Harrison heads the local health department. She says her nurses are running on fumes after nine months of testing and tracking cases, which have doubled since Thanksgiving. And listen, I'll be calling you next week to check on you again. It's exponential. And that's before they have to mount a campaign to inoculate 100,000 residents. We need more people, and we need better technology, and we need infrastructure. She likens Operation Warp Speed, the federal rollout of the vaccine, to a war effort that's leaving out a key component public health departments like hers. It's as if we've invested in those aircraft, but we're not willing to pay for the fuel to get them off the ground. There are 3,000 local health departments across the country, and their funding from the first round of COVID relief expires at the end of this month, just when they're supposed to be ramping up. So what's going to happen if you don't get that money? I don't think that the vaccine distribution will happen as fast as it could. We have done nothing, nothing. Since March 23rd, Congress has been fighting over a new relief package for months. A bipartisan proposal released Monday would provide $16 billion for testing, tracing and vaccine distribution. Pennsylvania alone says it needs hundreds of millions of dollars. Mississippi wants $17 million. Is, And in Kentucky,
3: uh,
1: is, we're, we're facing a funding cliff.
6: Kentucky is the home state of Senate leader Mitch McConnell. Many states, including your own, say they actually needed that vaccine money months ago so they could plan. How much longer are they going to have to wait?
3: Shouldn't have been put in this position. We should have done this a long time ago. We're not leaving until we finish this package.
6: He and the other top congressional leaders are meeting tonight to hash all this out. It is their second meeting of the day, a sign that they may be nearing a deal, not just over vaccine funding, but over money for schools, small businesses, the airlines and other hard hit industries. Nora.
2: Nancy Cordes, thank you. Tonight, a record flood of mail is threatening to overwhelm the U.S. Postal Service. Backlogs and worker shortages mean long delays in delivery, just as the pandemic sends more Americans online for holiday shopping and shipping. Here's CBS's Janet Shamlian.
6: If you want that package delivered by Christmas, today is the ground shipping deadline for most carriers. The volume of packages being shipped is unprecedented. That's put a tremendous strain on the Postal Service, FedEx, and UPS. And it's coming at the same time the vaccine is being shipped and a winter storm is forecast for much of the East Coast. FedEx and UPS are not picking up extra packages beyond what they've already agreed to for some retailers. And that's sent a crush of items through the post office.
2: The only person I haven't seen any
6: real problems with has been Amazon. I have noticed with regular mail, it's been coming a little slower. The Postal Service tells CBS News it does have workers out with COVID, and they're working to address the issues. As we come to you from a busy Houston post office tonight, all of the carriers have hired thousands of seasonal workers. And as always, there are higher priced options like express delivery. If you want to ship it later and still get it there on time, including delivery on Christmas Day. Nora.
2: Janet Chamlian, thank you. Tonight, new video has surfaced in the killing of Ahmaud Arbery. He is the 25-year-old black man who was gunned down in February while his family says he was out jogging. The new video casts doubt on one suspect's version of what exactly happened. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca.
4: This police body cam video taken just moments after Ahmad Arbery was killed shows investigators standing near the young man's body. In the video, obtained by our Jacksonville station WJAX, Officers are seen talking to William Roddy Bryan at the right, crime sir. scene.
5: Well, you're a passerby or coming through? No, not necessarily.
4: Bryan recorded the deadly February 23rd confrontation on his cell phone. His video shows Arbury running through a Brunswick, Georgia neighborhood with Greg and Travis McMichael chasing him in their truck. It ends with Arbery shot and killed by Travis McMichael. The video was leaked in May, months after the killing and immediately sparked national outrage. The McMichaels were arrested and charged with murder, and Arbery's family also wanted Brian behind bars. I had nothing to do with it. Before his arrest, Brian maintained his innocence, saying he had nothing to do with the confrontation and killing of Arbery. But the new body cam video reveals a different story. I pulled out of my driveway, was going to try to block him. Uh, he was going all around it, and I made a few moves at him, you know, um, and he, he didn't stop. Brian was eventually arrested and charged with murder. All three men have pleaded not guilty and were denied bail. I just spoke with Brian's attorney, Kevin Goff, who still maintains that his client was nothing more than a witness to the shooting. In a statement, Ahmaud Arbery's mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones, says she wants all the suspects held fully accountable by the law no trial date has been set. Nora.
2: Omar Villafranca, thank you. Tonight, the University of Florida has encouraging news about its star basketball player, Keontae Johnson. He collapsed on the court Saturday and was placed in a medically induced coma. Well, tonight we can report he's in stable condition and speaking with family. He had tested positive for COVID this summer, and it's not known if his collapse was related. A Florida man is being hailed as a hero for saving a four-year-old boy. Orlando police video shows a car upside down in a retention pond, a family of four trapped inside, while the boy strapped into his car seat. While bystander Jose Diaz held his head above water until help arrived, first responders got everyone out and with only minor injuries. Sounds very frightening. We've heard from many of you that it's been a hard year for both you and your children. As a mom, I totally get it. But kids are resilient, and one family in Massachusetts taught us they also put others first. Nine-year-old Abby Hucker's mom sent us a note saying Abby, like most kids, has struggled this year, but that watching the news has helped. Abby and her little brother are doing okay. I think a big part of that is due to the fact that she gets so many of her questions answered by watching the news. Knowledge empowers her to dismiss many of her fears. We asked her mom if we could give Abby a call. This is Nora O'Donnell.
6: It is. It really is.
2: I wanted to call and say thank you for watching the news. I love that at nine years old that you already love journalism. And how's your family doing? Good. Abby's dad, Dr. Bill Hucker, treats COVID patients at Massachusetts General Hospital. Tell your dad that we're
6: so proud of the work that he does. What we
2: we didn't know is Abby's dad was listening.
6: Okay, he's on the phone right now, too. (laughs) Hey, doctor, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you so
2: much. One reason Abby watches us every night is to learn all she can about the pandemic. When she heard protective gear was in short supply, she offered her tooth fairy money to her dad's hospital. (laughs) She sometimes goes weeks without hugging him as he quarantines to keep the family safe. Hi
6: guys, bye bye.
2: Abby's dad is her hero. How's it going? Uh, it's busy. Yeah. It's exploding, I would say. I was just in the er It's like a zoo down there. I'm from a family of doctors, so I admire so much what you do and the care that you provide people.
6: I really appreciate that. I would say that what you do uh, matters a ton, too, so I
4: thank you for... What you do and how you do it and how you portray this crisis for everybody at home. I really appreciate it.
2: And when Abby grows up, she says she wants to be a journalist. We want to thank her and her family for all that they do and for watching. Really excited about this tomorrow. Our series, Season of Giving, how a restaurant owner forced to shut down during the pandemic is still feeding the whole community. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say,